This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping project managers sharpen their PM skills. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, I'll be talking with Brett Tusshouse, VP of Product Management at Dell Tech, about the importance of project management in the architecture and engineering industry. We really dove into a lot of the most important things around project management as it's related to scaling and growing an architecture and engineering consulting firm. There are so many things to think about, like should you start a project management office or a PMO? How do you think about project management when you're hiring and how critical is it? This episode is just loaded with nuggets. I think it's one of the really more informative episodes because Brett's just worked with so many firms on the technology side, helping them get better at managing projects. Brett's also going to talk about what he sees as one of the biggest PM pitfalls for consulting firms in our landscape today. All right, now I'm happy to welcome our guest onto the show for today. Brett Tusshouse is a VP of product management at Dell Tech. Brett, welcome to the Engineering Project Management Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, Brett was on our Civil Engineering Podcast previously, and now he's come back on this channel. We're excited to have him here. He does a lot of work in the project management field, of course. So, Brett, let's start there. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved in the field of project management. Yeah, so I uh, actually trained as an architect, worked for an architecture firm for about 15 years and and even practiced architecture for the first five, six years of that. And then I sort of transitioned over to the technology operations side of that firm. And that's really where I got closer to the project management side of thing. Obviously, as someone that supported technology and architecture firm, a big part of that was PMs and enabling them and understanding how they operate, how we could optimize their delivery and whatnot, and how they were servicing our clients. So that was sort of my first introduction to the project management side within that architecture firm. But then I transitioned to Dell Tech and now lead up a number of project management teams focused on solutions that deliver project management functionality to architects, engineers, and construction companies. That's really my foray into the the project management world. And did you make that transition to Dell Tech because you really liked the idea of technology and the industry and how it came into play? I was trained as an architect and I loved architecture and, and building and construction. But as I got deeper into it, I was very much enamored with technology and how it could enable not only on the design and sort of delivery side of things when it came to um, the projects I was involved in, but also sort of in the operations and how firms operate and how you can optimize that operation. So that was really sort of where I got more and more interest and more and more experience. And that sort of explains the transition from the architecture firm to where I am now at Dell Tech. So Brett, at EMI, we do a lot of 
custom learning and development and PM training programs for firms. It's what we do pretty much every day. And I've noticed over the years that firms seem to be much more cognizant about the importance of project management to their bottom line, just to the scaling up of their company. From your perspective at Deltec over the, the recent years, have you noticed changes or trends regarding the recognition of and importance of project management in the AE industry? What you're hearing is is consistent with what we're seeing as well. As well. Many in the industry are familiar with a, a study that Deltec does, we've been doing for 43 years now called Clarity. And one of the things we gather in that study is, you know, trends in the industry, what organizations are seeing as more important, you know, what are top challenges and things like that. And I would say in the past, probably going on five or six years now, we have absolutely seen project management amplified. Even before COVID, I think it got even more amplification um, as a result of the pandemic. But even before COVID, we saw a lot more top challenges related to project management. We saw a lot more top initiatives. You know, what do you want to focus on? And that that whole thing around discipline within project management, best practices within project management, and even how technology can further enable project management discipline within organizations has definitely got a much brighter light shown on it, like I said, within the past five or six years. Firms are growing quickly in our industry, of course, all the infrastructure work that's out there. And I think they're noticing that that growth is directly tied to the success of their project managers and their project management practices. And it is in the strategic initiatives, I think, of a lot of the firms out there as well. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do firms with more refined project management disciplines, and maybe you could define what that even means, project management disciplines, how do firms, with, if they do have more refined disciplines, how do they tend to perform better in terms of project outcomes? It's funny because Thinking about the previous question, what we've seen from the the customers that we talk to in survey or companies we talk to in survey, we've seen a trend that I would say covers probably the past eight years that projects being delivered on budget and projects being delivered on schedule were actually going down. The firms that we talk to, the survey results that we see, we were seeing a, a very noticeable negative trend. Firms were delivering less projects on schedule and fewer projects on budget, but like I said, as we've seen this amplification on project management in the past few years, we've actually started to see that trend reverse. And as I think organizations have gotten more formalized around their best practices, as well as how they're using technology to enable their businesses, I think that's one of the contributors to the fact that we're starting to see this trend go up. Now, it's only been two surveys where we've started to see that trend turn around. So maybe it's too soon to say for sure that you know things are are going in the other direction, but early returns are those firms that are more focused on that discipline around project management are delivering more of their projects on time and more of their projects on budget. And you know, the other thing you asked about, what does that mean when we talk about PM discipline and that sort of thing? And I think you know there's a number of key things there. One of the things that we talk about a lot is a, a PMO, you know, a project management organization or office, and a lot of the firms that we talk to get a little bit intimidated by that, especially if they're a smaller organization. They think, you know, we're not big enough, sophisticated enough for a PMO. But one of the things that we're trying to communicate with organizations is, hey, it doesn't have to be this sort of big formal thing. If you've got a group of project managers within your organization that can work to define best practices around delivery, around how client interactions take place, around collaboration with the broader team around how technology is used and, and what expectations are in place for the use of that technology and evolve that and use that group to perpetuate that throughout the organization and continue to refine it and train people within the organization, 
that goes a heck of a long way in, again, improving that discipline and best practices around project management, which, like I said, as we're starting to see, I think can lead to both performance and budget and schedule improvements in regards to delivery of those projects. I want to dig a little deeper on that one because I know it's a huge topic right now, a project management office or PMO. For those of you that are not familiar with that term, essentially what that is, is it's almost like having a little department division committee, if you will, if it's a smaller company that's totally focused around the project management efforts of the firm. Just like Brett said, maybe they're looking at your processes, your systems, the forms, the templates you use, your project work plan template, budgeting templates, et cetera. And I think that Brett makes a great point in that you shouldn't necessarily marry a PMO to a size of your company. Like, yeah, we don't need a PMO yet because we're not that big. We only have 100 people or 200 people, whatever the case may be. I think the earlier you started, actually, the better and the easier it is to then become more consistent as you grow. Because if you try to start a PMO when you're a 500 or a thousand person company, you've already got so much stuff that's been done and all these different things that are out there. Whereas the earlier you started out and you start building your templates, you start building procedures and processes for project management, it's actually going to be easier to grow. So that's something that I would really, really consider in terms of your planning purposes, because I think it will really help your company to be able to scale faster, if you will, more sustainably, if you will, because you have those processes kind of in place. That's what we've seen. Brett, let's talk about technology for a minute. Obviously, technology is at the core of what Dell Tech does, very centered, of course, around project management. A lot of your programs, of course, technology and digital transformation have really been making significant impacts across various industries, of course. But how do you see these advancements supporting and enabling project managers and kind of in refining these project management disciplines in the AE field? Probably the biggest thing I would say is just sort of awareness and interest. Obviously, you know, you use the term digital transformation, which is huge. It shows a big buzz phrase out there in, in all industries, including architecture, engineering, instruction, and, and then whatnot. What we're seeing is there's a lot more awareness of how project management-based tools can enable organizations to just be better when it comes to project management and to further some of the discipline and best practices that we talked about around the previous question. And if I just reflect a little bit on the clarity survey again that Dell Tech does. Not only are we seeing more interest on best practices, discipline, and training around project managers, as we look at top two, top three initiatives that organizations are focused on in the year ahead, I would say in the past three years, investing in PM technology, project management-related technology, has been in that top three consistently for the past three years in terms of top initiatives that firms want to look at. So there is this I think this sort of newfound awareness that there's tools out there that can help organizations, again, get better when it comes to project planning, get better when it comes to organization-wide resource management, get better when it comes to you know monitoring KPIs and looking at those indicators that can tell when a project might be going south and, and how course can be reversed in, in that regard. So that just that amplified awareness as a result of sort of the overall digital transformation trends is really what's having an impact when it comes to how technology can help organizations around project management. Part of the reason that sometimes technology gets a bit of a bad rap in consulting firms is because 
the project managers don't know how to leverage it properly. I know this is probably, again, at the core of what you do at Dell Tech, right? They can go into their Dell Tech system and run a, a, probably a million different project management reports, and they can probably set up the one that's right for them so they can access it every week or whatever the case may be. But what I find is that people just aren't doing that. That could be for a, a multitude of reasons, but I guess the message that I would have from my experience in working with a lot of the same firms I believe that Brett and Dell Tech work with is, you know, make sure you have a good program in place where you're teaching your project managers how to leverage the technology properly so that they don't just discount it and say, oh, it's too much information. I don't know how to get what I need out of it. One of the things, Brett, we've been successful with at EMI and helping some of the firms we work with is before you even think about the technology, step back from it and think about the metrics that you really want to measure in your firm with your project managers. Then you can call up Brett and say, Brett, hey, I want to generate the right report to get these kind of metrics on a regular basis. I'm wondering if you've kind of seen that a little bit in some of your travels. Yeah, I think that's a, a great point, Anthony. And we spend a lot of time working with organizations on, you know, dashboardings and business intelligence and all of that stuff. And so often we need to tell organizations the tool can probably do what you need it to do, but that's not where you should start. Where you should start is take a step back, like you said, and identify what are the metrics that are most important to our organization. Because otherwise you could jump in and you could have a hundred different things that you're monitoring that just become noise and really doesn't help your organization, your project managers to keep an eye on their projects. Whereas if you can be a lot more deliberate about it and say, you know what, these five metrics based on the types of projects our company delivers and what we've seen in the past, these three, five, whatever that number is, metrics are most important to indicate to us what's good, what's bad, what's going the right direction, what's going the wrong direction. That's what you need to focus on. And the other thing I would add to that is, you know, oftentimes we talk about many different metrics, many different KPIs that organizations want to put in place. But the thing that we often see is missing is a target or a goal. You know, it's one thing to say that profit is important, but if your organization has a target of 15% profit where I may be a project manager, I'm delivering 7% profit, I must be doing great, right? My projects are profitable. If we haven't sort of talked about as an organization what the goal is for those metrics, they become a lot less relevant. So it's not just honing in on the metrics that are most important. It's also having sort of a feedback loop via a goal to be able to inform your organization, are we doing well? Are we not doing well? What's working? What's not working? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the software is not going to necessarily tell you what to measure or what your percentages should be or things of that nature. You need to step back and set those things. The software will likely be able to get you all that data and more that you need once you decide what it is. So I think those are a couple of important separate things there that need to be tackled by you. And then you could really leverage the technology to do, I'm sure, awesome things once you figured all that stuff out. So Brett, another topic I want to talk about with you is staffing. I mean, staffing in AE firms is essential in terms of growth, and it's one of the biggest challenges I know for all of our firms. So in what ways do you think the approach to staffing should evolve to kind of place more of an emphasis on project management since we've kind of agreed here that project management is so critical today? The word I would probably use to start that answer is, is deliberateness. What I hear and what I saw when I was in the industry and, and what we still see from our the organizations we work with, this may be too severe of a way of saying it, but I'm going to say it, is sometimes project management is sort of an afterthought in many of these firms. You know, you've got good designers, you've got good engineers, and the thinking is, well, 
if they're a really good engineer, they're a really good designer, they're probably a really good project manager, right? And that's not always the case. And if you just sort of expect that those people are going to organically evolve into a good project manager, I think you're setting yourself up for problems. And I think that's where the word deliberateness needs to come more into play and that organizations in engineering and whatnot need to look at a true development program and path for project managers and identify who is a good candidate to be a project manager and quite honestly, who may not be a good candidate to be a project manager. And I think that deliberateness goes a long way in regard to creating a bit more of a project management culture within an organization versus project management as an afterthought, because like I said, they're a good engineer type of thing. That's what I think firms need to look at a little bit differently than perhaps they have in the past. I'm nodding my head vigorously because these are the conversations that we've been having with all of our clients in that, and again, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but the challenge of project management, I think in the AE industry is it's not ever really someone's primary job right? It's like something else you do, a role, if you will. Now, some of our clients, as they grow, they may have like these professional PMs or someone who only does project management, but it's still very rare in the industry, right? If you're a PM, you're probably an architect, an engineer, and you're also managing projects. And so to Brett's point, firms need to think about the progression of that project management role. And this is what we work on with our clients all the time when we start with them, like junior PM, deputy PM, senior PM, right? And having that charted out and being able to provide the proper learning and development or training programs at every step of their project management life cycle, if you will. And so it's such a critical thing, and it is very critical to hiring because I don't want to say all, but a lot of your technical professionals will be tasked with managing projects. And if you're not considering that when you're hiring them, then that's a problem. You're going to just basically limit your growth If you have a lot of people that can do the work, but they can't manage it. And the one last thing I'll say on this topic is project management doesn't necessarily equal people management or people leadership, right? Project management involves things like scope and scheduling and budgeting and all the things that we talk about on this podcast, but there's also a people side to what we do. So you just have to factor that. I'm not saying that project managers can't be great people leaders. I think some of them are, but I'm saying these are the kind of skill sets that you have to think about with more well-rounded professionals if you want to get through some of the challenges that we're going to deal with in in the world that we live in today. And Anthony, I would just add one thing to that, circling back to something we talked about earlier. This is where that PMO becomes so important as well, because it's difficult to be deliberate around project management as an organization if you don't have, like you said, a committee or whatever it is in your organization that's pushing those disciplines, that's defining that growth path and how you develop project managers. That's where the PMO comes into play as well and is is a critical part of that. Of all the companies that we work with, I would think one of the bigger challenges or one of the maybe the bigger mistakes you could say that has been made is that they wait too long to start up that PMO. Again, I think there's just some kind of misnomer in the industry that we need to wait until we're X size to have a PMO. And that's just not the case. I mean, listen, maybe you don't have someone right off the bat who's full time and that's their role as like a director of project management. You have one of your PMs that's really experienced and really good at what they do, kind of running it as a side committee to begin with. But I think just getting it going the earlier on you can in the growth of your firm, back to what Brett said earlier, it's going to create that kind of PM culture early on. And that's really important. In fact, when we do our custom programs, one of the first things we do is we interview project managers in the company to learn about the struggles, the challenges, the needs in that firm. 
And I remember having a conversation with one of the PMs of one of the firms that we're working with. I guess his company was acquired by our client, right? And they kind of came on board through acquisition. And he said they were put through PM training, I think within the first week or something. And he said, what that did was it sent the message to me that it's a PM culture. Project management is important in this firm. So I think when you have things in place like a PMO and a good program, it does send a message to prospects that you're going to hire, you know, newly hired PMs, people that come in through acquisition, that they take project management seriously here, which means I need to take it seriously. And that goes a really long way with a company and your growth strategy. The other thing I would add to that, that PM culture, you're right in terms of sending message to hires and things like that, it indirectly sets messages to your pursuits as well, your prospects, because that comes through when you put yourself in front of somebody that you might be pursuing a job with, and it could set you apart from a competitor. If you have that culture in place, potential clients are going to see that. What's exciting about that from a hiring perspective is developing project managers is probably something that a lot of firms don't do well. I mean, Brett and I talked about a lot of the potential pitfalls to it already today. So if a prospect or someone out there hears from a friend, from a colleague online, that's something that you invest in heavily and you really focus on it, you have a PM culture, that's a reason that people want to come work for you. I mean, that's specifically what we work on with some of our clients is helping them not just build the program, but market it, put it out there in the industry, whether it's on one of our podcasts or through your own social media channels, because people want that in their careers. They want to become great project managers but they can in a lot of these firms because they just don't have the development processes, procedures, and consistency in place for you to do that. So probably a whole other series of episodes we could do on that, but that's a big, big deal. Brett, looking ahead, what do you see as the future of project management in the AE industry? Are there any emerging trends or innovations that we should be aware of? I think we've answered that question. My answer is going to sound very simple. The mega trend here is just the emphasis on project management. And I say that I've seen, and I think Anthony, you've reinforced this, we've seen such a shift, such an inflection point in the past, like I said, six, seven years around project management, that I think that's the mega trend that's going to be so important. And given the dividends we're starting to see paid with more push, more discipline around project management and how it's impacting project performance, that's, I think, the most exciting thing from a perspective looking in the future. Now, sort of weaving in the, the digital transformation side of it, my opinion is, based on my perch and sort of my perspective, is another trend you're going to see from a technology perspective is just project management being more closely woven into all of the technology solutions that a typical PM needs to use on a daily basis. Historically, it's been more isolated. And quite frankly, I think that has a lot to do with the lack of adoption in many cases. We're certainly taking the approach that, hey, the PM, this needs to be sort of a natural part of their movement, their operation, their everyday processes. And we're trying to think of that at every step of the way. So that's the other trend that I see from more of a technology or operational perspective. So based on everything we've talked about, what would you say maybe are some of the best practices or strategies that you recommend to AE firms that really want to improve their project management processes and outcomes. And I know we mentioned it too, but what maybe some of the bigger ones that stand out for you? We have talked about a bunch of them. I mean, the deliberateness one and the PML, when I think more sort of general operational, those are probably the two things that stick out for me. As I, again, sort of look at it through the technology lens, there's a couple of things that stick out for me as well is one, look at the tools you have in place. I think there's a lot of 
resistance in firms because, you know, expenses are tricky right now. We, we get that. We're living in a, an interesting economic time. So investing in new tools and that sort of thing, not a lot of firms have an appetite for that right now. But one of the things we like to always tell organizations is look at the tools you have in place right now, because I would bet that you're not using some of the project management components of those nearly to the extent that you could, if at all. So you may not need to invest in new tool. You may need just to look at the things that you already have in place. So that's the other things that I would mention. And then one other thing related to technology, and this is a common thing that we hear as well, is if you as an organization are looking at tools to enable and support your project managers, include project managers in the process. The amount of times we've seen a technology or an operation group within a firm say, hey, we're going to use this tool, and they throw it over the wall to their PMs, nine times out of 10, that's probably not going to work because they're going to look at this and say, well, this doesn't work for us. You know, Why did you pick this? That type of thing. So you got to involve the project managers in the evaluation of that tool and in the selection of the tool. Those, I, I think, are, are some of the bigger sort of technology-focused best practices that I come top of mind to me. Yeah, I love those. And I really like that last one. I've seen that even in what we do with the training or learning and development programs is getting that buy-in from the project managers, right? Like they need to be bought in. They need to feel like they were part of the process and they should be part of the process, quite frankly, because they're the ones who are going to be using it and they can really inform those that are trying to bring in a new technology or develop a new training program. So those are critical points. So we covered a lot of good stuff here, but we're not quite done yet. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap up with our PM pitfall segment. We are back with our guest, Brett Tussaus. Brett is the VP of Product Management at Deltec. We've covered a lot of interesting aspects to project management in the AE industry today, but now it's time for our PM pitfall segment. So Brett, what would you say is one of the biggest PM pitfalls that you've identified in all of your work with PMs in the AE industry? And how would you recommend that it, they either overcome it or avoid it? What have you seen out there? The biggest pitfall that I see specifically for my perch right now is just how project managers don't necessarily understand or don't fully utilize, leverage, exploit the data and the tools that they have available to them from a technology perspective. There's so much data that goes into delivering a project that can be leveraged to not only inform future projects, but to inform the project that you're currently delivering. It's a constant missed opportunity that PMs don't understand that there's so much richness, so much information, and so much intelligence that can be gleaned from that to make them a better project manager, both in the moment with the project that they're delivering, as well as future projects and that sort of thing. So I think that's probably the, the biggest pitfall that I see within firms. And you know, you asked, well, how do you sort of overcome that? I think one of the ways is something we talked about earlier. We've talked about a PMO and how important that is when it comes to disciplines and best practices. That organization, that committee, that group of people is also the mechanism that you can use to help understand how to exploit that data, how to exploit the tools in a better way to improve your project manager. So I just think you know it's that missed opportunity around tools and data that is a, a big pitfall that I see and we run into fairly often. Yeah, it's so true. And, and the one thing that I would say from my client experience, first of all, I second everything Brett said. We see that every day. But I think also if that's the case with your PMs as a firm, understand why they're not leveraging the data or try to understand it. And I think we hit a bunch of the points today already, Brett and I, one of them being they're not bought into the software because you went ahead and purchased it without them and it was kind of forced upon them. 
Another one might be they're too busy or they feel they're too busy. Another one might be they haven't been trained on the software that you have. So they literally don't know how to get the data out, right? And it could be as simple as someone like Brett or someone from Dell Tech, if you have Dell Tech coming in, showing them how to use it, setting up the dashboard with them, a one-time thing, and then they could just access to reports easier. So I think really like anytime you have a problem, you need to understand the origin, the emphasis of it so that you can kind of work through it. Some problems might be harder than others to kind of undo, if you will. But if there's one thing as a firm that you really want to focus on is you want your project managers to be operating at the highest efficiency possible because they're driving your profits. And if part of it is they can't access the software, or they don't know how to use it properly, then figure out how to get them to use it, right? Like Brett said before, if you don't have the right technology, get the right technology, right? All these things, that's why I love project management. That's why we started this podcast because it's one of those things that if you improve it, the sky is the limit. It's driving your bottom line essentially. And so I know we covered a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. We'll probably have to have... Brett back one, two, 10 more times to go through some of this stuff. But uh, once again, Brett Tusshouse from Dell Tech. Brett, thanks again for sharing some time with us on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Definitely. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Anthony. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brett. There was a lot to unpack in this episode, but I truly believe that project management is the key for AE firms to grow sustainably because the project managers, they're the cash flow engines of your organization, which means they really dictate your revenue and your bottom line, but they also interact with so many people, both internally and externally. So making sure that they can really perform at their highest level is absolutely critical. And if you're interested in possibly thinking about building a custom PM learning and development program, give us a call at EMI. We can help you with that. Our number is 800-920-4007, or just visit our website, engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. And you can find all of the episodes of this podcast, which are all completely free, at engineeringpmpodcast.com. That's engineeringpm for project management podcast.com. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering project management endeavors.